I'm Samantha Callan. Dr. Branson must have sent you. I'm Dr. Branson. Oh, not so much for introductions. She's in the car, Dr. B. Howdy. Uh, Jacob Thorne, meet uh, Samantha Callan. Jake, pleasure to meet you, ma'am. Sam, are we meeting someone else here? Well, the uh, star of our show, Patty, just got in from St. Louis. You're the last to arrive. Now, frankly, at NAO, we think it's time to make a final determination. I'm sorry, did you say termination? Contrary to what you might have heard, not all auditors are heartless. Now, these things are normally done in a two-day turnaround. I've asked for a week. Oh, a whole week? Well, we might as well find Bigfoot and the guy from the grassy knoll while we're at. How much do you know about uh, tornadoes, Miss Callan? Doctor, where I come from, the biggest weather problem I have is that humidity makes my hair frizzy. Now, I was assigned to a project two days ago, and I'm doing the best I can to catch up. Well, this is just the place for a crash course. Welcome to tornado season. Hello, everybody. My name is Andrew. And I'm Mark. And you are listening uh, to Television Movie Night. Mid-February edition. Yes. Yeah, apparently we're bi-weekly now. Is that is that how this works, Mark? Yeah, the, we, we, sent the, we sent the newsletter to everybody, Andrew. If, any, yeah. if everybody signed up to um, tvmovienight.email.address sub, forward slash yeah. our... Um, it's, I mean, it's a Reddit page, so there's that. But yeah. It, it's, if all of our true fans should be on our email list. So if they're saying that they didn't know that we were switching to two times a month, maybe sometimes, if it sometimes can. depending on when, how depressed we are in the previous week. Yeah. <laughs> really, the only people, the only people that really know what our shoot, what our record schedule is, is our uh, our licensed therapists. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I'm gonna. All right, we're gonna up the dosage on the Prozac, and uh, I think you're gonna have to skip the uh, the podcast this week. Yeah, they get right, Wednesday and Thursday rolls around, and they just they write down. They're like, that's not gonna happen this week. Yeah, that's not. I'm sorry, fellas, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> not in your best interest. Also, I know that I say I know that I listed couple counseling uh, for non for non relationships, but this. This isn't exactly what I had in mind <laughs> when I set up this practice that you that two guys would just bitch and moan at each other in front of me. Not mostly not about either uh, like one another either. It's just like you know they went to they went to Waba and, and they 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 think that the person behind the counter was mad at them for some reason. Yeah, the per the purpose of couples counseling is so that you will talk to each other. Not one of you will wait until the other one is done <laughs> complaining about Waba. And then the other one will go on a scree about the Snyder cut or something. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> it's not even the Justice League Snyder cut. Keeps going on about Gahool. sucker punch. <laughs> Just really angry about that. Uh, Mark, how is your week going? Are you are you excited? It's uh, Valentine's Day is this weekend. Is it? Cool. <laughs> You sound thrilled. Yeah, I love, I love, I love the Valentine's Day. The Super Everybody Bowl was does. the Super Bowl was yesterday. What was your favorite commercial? Uh, Andrew, I liked all the commercials that were about how um, uh, companies aren't spending money on commercials, and they're like, in lieu of doing a big budget commercial, we have donated a small amount of money and then also done a commercial about us donating money. 
Oh. Those were my favorite. Uh, there were well, mine were there are two that were kind of mildly nauseating. There's one by uh, Anheuser Busch that basically reminds us that we're never going to get back to the way it was. But That's we like, are always going to drink. We're always going to drink alone yeah. now. But yeah. at one point we would have somebody next to us who we could at least uh, lie to ourselves and say, well, it's part of the social experience. To be yeah, drinking. I drink socially. Yeah. Now this uh, Anheuser-Busch commercial is like, it's like it's it was never about the beer. And it's all these like little slice of life moments where it's like, ah, forget it, man. Let's go get haircuts. But instead of haircuts, they say, let's go get a beer. Yeah, the uh, the people at the funeral, I'm still really confused about. Because yeah, I think- it's, it's this line of mourners. And then like one of them shoots a look to like the widow. And then she's like, mm. unless unless it's like unless it's just completely honest in that it's like aren't you tired like aren't you tired of every person you know dying from coronavirus (laughs) and like now when you hear like oh by the way your grandfather died you're like yeah whatever i'm just gonna drink through this whole i'm I'm done i can't grieve anymore time for a budweiser but just I'm not a big Bud or Bud Light guy, unfortunately. No, they're terrible. They're terrible. It just doesn't taste very good. The other one that was nauseating was from Squarespace, who uh, contracted out Dolly Parton to sing a parody version of Nine to Five called Five to Nine about all the side hustles that workers nowadays are up to. Yeah, because our 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 economy is fundamentally our si- broken yeah, and predatory. Our, our system is broken, and we all have to have two to three jobs in order to sustain ourselves. So, uh, why not buy a website? I guess I don't know. You tell me, Squarespace. Build it, beautiful. Andrew, did you hear? Did you read the article? Um, I think it was in Slate about how the Simpsons lifestyle has not been sustainable for years. I did read that. That. Homer is a single, uh, he's the, he's the only income earner in the family. And based on a paycheck that we see in like 19, a 1996 episode, he makes something around $35,000 a year yeah. but to uh, have three kids uh, plus a. Is three, it a three bedroom or a four bed? It's a three bedroom house, right? Because Or four, because Maggie four. has her own room. Maggie has her own room. Bart and Lisa have their own room. And then the, the Homer and March have their own room with an ensuite. With a basement well. and a basement and a family room and a and TV two room, cars. two cars, two they cars have... that suck. Like, that's the other thing that's depressing about it is like the Simpsons. The whole idea is like, you know, margin, the car is all dented and it's an ugly color and mm-hmm. stuff is constantly breaking around the house. So it's not even like an Ozzy and Harriet lifestyle. It's like, hey, this shitty lifestyle Still, not even we wouldn't option. would not be an option. I, I mean, the reason that they got the down payment on the house is uh, uh, Homer convinced his dad to sell his house, and and Abe says, "Well, I built this house with my own two hands," and he said, "No, you didn't. You won it on that cook, crooked game show." <laughs> well, also, how many load bearing posters are there in the Simpsons house? Do they well, take that into account? That's not in the Simpsons house. That's in the Flanders house know, when they rebuild it after the hurricane. Come I know. On. I'm making a joke. I understand. Uh, yes. Reference. No, the Simpsons lifestyle, uh, that entire thing to have that size of a house and that style with that many kids. Homer would not make 
uh, on a single income, but uh, Homer also has like a Grammy and uh, multiple he's revenue. Gotta, yeah, he's got to have residuals coming in. Yeah, there are multiple revenue streams that he has that isn't uh, being considered here. Uh, yeah, it sucks. It's all broken. Is there an insurance payout for being for saving the monorail? Uh, probably not, considering he was horribly trained and and <laughs> probably led to that issue. Yeah, he, he sees a possum where they're supposed to be wiring, and he says, "I call the big one bitey." <laughs> uh, bitey. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, it sucks. It's uh, the, so the Super Bowl was yesterday, so that's exciting. Yeah, it's great. And my favorite team, the Buccaneers, the, the Kansas City Chiefs or the Buccaneers won it all. As you can tell, we're both very informed about the actual game that took place. That's right. Hours ago when you're yes. listening to this, of course, Tom terrific. Did you saw all those plays he made? I'm Gronk. This is the first time I've seen him actually on the field and not on a TV show that I'm working on. You, you, you didn't see him at WrestleMania. Uh, a TV show that I'm working on, Andrew. Remember, yeah. remember I provide the, uh, I leave the chairs under the, uh, oh, that's under you. the, under the mat. Were you the one who spray painted the word too spooky on that table? Cause I'll tell you right now, I, I got a bone to pick with you. Well, uh, okay. Well, is your bone to pick that I told the truth? If yes. it's a shame, I'm a whistleblower in a lot of ways. Haunted, it was too spooky. That haunted house match was too scary. I was, was on, weird. I, I was on the verge of tears the entire time. It's my job to make sure that like <laughs> the footage records properly. And I was like, I don't know. I couldn't look at the monitors. I, <laughs> I, I can't tell you. I, I might have pressed record. I'm not sure, but it was it was too much for me. Uh, all right. Well, uh, Tom Tom Brady, the youngest and now oldest quarterback to start the Super Bowl. That's fun. Think about that, Mark. He's 42 years old. What are you going to be doing at 42, Mark? Well, I'll probably be dead. Oh, God. Don't, don't, don't tease me with a good time. <laughs> Not necessarily your death. I'm just saying dying before the age just of 42. Being dead would be, yeah. would be delightful. I have like five more years before that happens, and then... Uh, come get it, uh, Sally May. Yeah, at this point, I'm just like, how much how much debt can I rack up before I die? <laughs> I want to be stuffed with my middle finger directly up as I'm being lowered <laughs> into the grave. Yeah. Not directed at my family and friends, but my creditors. Just take that, Capital One. <laughs> it's on you for pre-approving me for that card. And they're, they're, they're like, well, I mean, we could sell the body for to science I mean, it's 250 bucks i they're guess not, they're not gonna want that it's mostly it's like 70 percent chicken nugget at this point <laughs> uh what else is 70 percent chicken nugget it tv movie night is mark that's true that is a scientific fact home and resource for made for tv movies this month we are watching films that uh we've probably seen in some capacity one way or another in some form or another that sounds familiar is the title of our monthly theme here on TV movie night. And we start off with a banger entitled tornado exclamation point. And we're going to talk about it at length in a segment I like to call, well, what do you know? Mark, tornado. What do you know about tornadoes? 
What are, Andrew, the only thing I know about tornadoes is from uh, a certain movie that came out uh, in 1996 called Twister. Um, what is this movie? I don't know what this movie they're is. They're some sort of a weather phenomenon wherein a um, cool air and hot air like mix together and layer on top of each other and then they circ- circulate around each other and then they whip stuff up. In, in Victorville, where I grew up, we would have dust devils all the time. We would yeah. have dust. We would have dust devils on our on my elementary school playground. And would, would the whistle blow? Would the would there be like a tornado siren going off? You have to go inside. No, we would just stare. We would just gawk at these these dancing things in front of us, and like that was probably my first experience with like eroticism. Would be my guess. <laughs> It would be a dust devil when just, I was like just this very life thing, just dancing and yeah, this wire thin thing that would could lead to destruction, but also pure beauty in front of me. I, I when I wrote that essay about it, uh, I my mother, my mother and my teachers had pretty long conferences about it. Um, so he wants to have sex with the wind. I'm not quite sure not what sure. that means, but I don't, I don't know. He's your mom's like he's a weird kid. Just he's kind of he, he harmless he, but weird. He said that he has painted all the colors of the wind, <laughs> and he winked at us, and I didn't like it. <laughs> he's watched Pocahontas at least eighty-five times. We're not quite sure why. Yeah. Anyways, his math scores are abysmal. <laughs> I just... Yeah, this wasn't the thrust of this meeting. I just wanted to bring it up. I just had to bring it up. Like he two plus two is a, a sexy wind tunnel. Is I that that's not math as we understand it. Uh, have you ever been in a scene? Have you ever been in an area that's had a tornado warning or tornado watch in effect or anything like that, or heard yes, a tornado I, alarm go off? Yes, I um my cousins live in Texas. And I remember when I was 10 years old, I was visiting them and I was, or I was probably 12 and I was flipping out because I was like, because there was a tornado warning and they were like, it's not a big deal. And it was, it, it, uh, my mom said, it's like earthquakes to us. And I was like, oh, that's right. Okay. Oh, I just completely ignore it. You just kept playing outside. They're like, no, you actually have to do. No, I mean, there's that, but. Uh, yeah, the tornado, tornado sirens are at a certain point when I was growing up, uh, like you would just not notice them anymore. They just, they would, you know, it's important to like, or you'd be watching TV and there's like a tornado watch thing in the corner and you're like, I don't care. I want to see the Simpsons. Well, you're a bit Northeast of tornado alley. Yes. Right. Growing up. You'd still get them in Ohio. Yeah. Did you ever, have you ever seen a tornado? Have I ever seen one? No, but we would. We would get tornado watches and thunderstorm watches and warnings all the time on the TV, which would then get a, a bug in the top right hand corner of the screen when you were watching the TV to tell you, hey, there's a weather thing going on, but we're not going to interrupt the Simpsons to really tell you about it. So, Andrew, how much of the like news station part of this show really spoke to you? Uh, not not much, but it's because uh, it's. I don't know. Tornadoes. We didn't really get tornadoes in Ohio, but you you would still they would still be like noticeable because occasionally you'd get tornado watches. And then the first Friday of every month, they test the tornado alarms at yes. noon. 
So they go off every noon on the first Friday of every month. But tornado exclamation point premiered on May 7th, 1996. Now you were talking about some other movie, Twister, Twizzer, Twi- Twizzler, Twizzlers, Twizzlers. Yeah. yeah. Andrew the se- the sequel to Red Vines. Uh, yes. Andrew, uh, there was a movie called Twister that was very important to me growing up. I remember big Bill Paxton fan. Yes. I, I remember going to, um, I don't know if I should tell this story on, on, I mean, I think the statute is over, but. Oh, all right. Uh, if you're listening out there, you got to tell us if you're a cop. Yeah. You have to tell me if you're a cop, Andrew, I remember going to see this movie at the Cinemark, uh, in Victorville Mm -hmm. and they were sold out. Uh, and I flipped out. And my older brother, Tony, was like, calm down. And then he bought tickets to another movie. And then we just walked in and I stood in the back. (laughs) The entire movie? Yes. And I didn't give a shit. I was riveted. Because there was there was like one seat on the aisle. And Tony was like, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) So they they were sold out for two, but not for one. Yeah. So Tony took that seat and then I was stuck in the back. So, well, uh, yeah. So that was, that was where we were. And um, I, I was riveted. And I remember, I remember going to Suncoast video mm-hmm. to pick up my reserved VHS copy of Twister. <laughs> wow. When it dropped, I was all there about had this. To have, there had to have been shelves of that video. Yes. And you, you had to be like, I put my money down. I put my $23 down. I had a time. Here it is. And they were like six months before. And I also remember driving my mom driving me back and my mom being like, so how is this better than renting it? <laughs> and I was I like, like, well, if we rented it, we want to be able to watch it tonight because that shelf at Blockbuster is always gone. And now I can watch it and watch it and watch it and watch it. Yes. See my that cow go like, by. Right, just. Just, 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 just be in your room, all just right. Keep it down. <laughs> well, this uh, Twister came out on May tenth, nineteen ninety six. This movie premiered on Fox on May seventh, nineteen ninety six. So three days prior to Twister hitting theaters. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Tor- tornado. That means we win, baby. <laughs> we were there first. This stars Bruce Campbell from Evil Dead. The so all the other Sam Raimi films, uh, Legends of Briscoe County Jr. Yes, uh, he was in uh, uh, Jack of All Trades. Was Briscoe County Jr. on at this time? I don't think so. Maybe Briscoe County Jr. in it was a syndicated show, but in my market, it was on Fox. Yeah, I don't think it was on, I don't think it was a Fox show, but. Yeah, I think a lot of times it'd be on Fox. Uh, he was on a lot of the Xenas and a lot of the he was had a recurring character on the Hercules f- films. He yes, was he's Evil the only Dead. guy that he's the only guy that consistently defeats Spider-Man in the yeah. Sam Raimi movies. He's like, that's Spider-Man. Like, you ain't got a ticket, kid. You ain't getting in. That's a terrible name. He you know, he's not the announcer in that. He's the announcer in the first one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yes. In the second one, he or is that, is that the third one? 
Anyways, he's in a lot of movies. The, he's he in Congo. The original pitch was he was supposed to be uh, the Mysterio. Ray Mysterio Jr. Ray Mysterio Jr. doing the yeah. 619. I thought he was yeah. supposed to be uh, the Dr. Connors. It eventually turns into the croc. Now, I think the idea was in the in the unproduced Spider-Man 4, he plays Mysterio. Ah. And he's like he's like arrested early in the movie because he's just some douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, all right. So Bruce Campbell, we all know about Bruce Campbell. If chins could talk Shannon Sturgis. Uh, she was in the movie SWAT. She looks familiar is really all I can say about her. A couple episodes of cold case. Oh, I love that show. Also starring Ernie Hudson, Ernie Hudson, Andrew, most famous for playing a mentally disabled lawn care specialist in The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. That's what everyone remembers Ernie Hudson from. Um, just that movie. Just that and that specific role. Uh, no, uh, Winston from Ghostbusters from 1 the Ghost, 2. The Ghostbusters films, yes. Uh, this was written by John Logan. Mark? Uh, kind of a big deal, kind um, of a big wheel. Big deal, yes. He, he wrote uh, another movie that was important to me growing up, uh, The Last Samurai, starring uh, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. <laughs> John Logan's written a lot. Uh, yes. He wrote Any Given Sunday. He wrote Gladiator. Andrew. <laughs> Skyfall. Feel free to cut this out, but... Uh, a friend of ours, friend of the show, uh, knows Al Pacino. Al Pacino. And he, was all you got. he was telling me about this time that he and Pacino were like screening something at a universe at like UT, uh, Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. And the football team was like, we want to give you a tour of our locker room. And so Al's, Al Pacino's like walking around and he's like, smells bad in here. And the coach is like, you know, we watch any given Sunday all the time. It would mean so much if you would just do that speech at the end, you know? And Pacino <laughs> says, uh it's something about inches yeah right <laughs> that's how i was going to describe it <laughs> and the like look on these guys faces as they're like oh Devastated. that's right it's he's your... an actor who doesn't give a shit and did this line maybe three or four times and, and then, then just leaves just his brain he's on to the next like, thing but you're better off asking him like hey uh can you can you describe, can you like do the line where you tell Dick Tracy you're going to kill him? You'd be like, that was like 40 years ago. I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, that's the problem with stuff that's on like recorded media. It's like people latch on to these things and that's well, why that happens to us all the time. Andrew. Yes, it does. You're absolutely right. It's, it's like when you see, uh, you see a movie so many times you're like, oh, I love, Big Lebowski, Edward, yeah. whatever the movie is. And then you see actors who are in those movies. You're like, that movie was shot 25 years ago. And you're like, oh, my God, they're so old. And you're well, like, no, no, Andrew, what I was saying was people will come up to us and they'll be oh, like, can you do a Duffy Moon? 
Yes. And we're like, uh, what the fuck you're talking about? Get away from me. Is that the one where they talk about jerking off? And they're like, no, that's the boy in the plastic bubble. And I'm like, I don't know. Are you saying that you don't just relive all of our glory days by listening to the episodes all day, every day? We know that's not true, Mark. Yeah, we, we know. We know. Uh, John Logan, Skyfall, uh, Any Given Sunday, Gladiator, The Aviator, creator of Penny Dreadful. I watched the show. I watched the first season of that show. The title is half correct. Oh, it's worth one penny. It's dreadful. Hugo as well. A lot of stuff. And also Tornado, directed yeah. by Noel, Noel, Noel. Noel Gallagher? Noel. From Oasis? Noel. Yes. Uh, Liam was not invited to set. Very sad. He not Noel, allowed. He stole a bicycle. Noel Nosek, who has uh, directed uh, some TV movies, some episodes of TV shows, uh, had some features under his belt from the 70s, something entitled Best Friends, which I didn't necessarily understand, and something called Las Vegas Lady that is about a heist that a couple, that like three or four ladies try to get together on Circus Circus. That, okay, so that's what we're watching next that's, week. I would love to watch Las Vegas Lady. And the, tra- the trailer very much is up front value being like, the grandest Vegas heist <laughs> since Ocean's Eleven. And it's like, don't remind people of better movies. But there's a better movie. <laughs> Mark, before we dive in, what did you think this movie was going to be about? Andrew, I thought it was going to be about tornadoes. And that's about it. That's as much as I thought. They, they they would have called it tornadoes multiple if there was more than one tornado, right? Yeah. So I guess I thought it would be about a tornado. One tornado. And somebody screaming. And somebody being it. very excited about it. <gasps> tornado! tornado! Yay! <laughs> All right, we dive in. Act one. We're warned by a title card that global warming, this old chestnut, Andrew, this this was when I texted you that this is the last time I let your leftist politics get in <laughs> get into this TV show. This thing came out in 1996. Yes, and there is a lot of talk about how global warming is fake. In this movie, <laughs> yes. how how politicians believe global warming is fake. I, if it's fake, how did I make the snowball, Mark? And I was like, we're still. How how did I make the snowball? Dealing with this. How did how did I make? this snowball first off that's a hostess snowball well so it's not really the same how did i make this coconut shredded coconut yes but cream filling we'll never know we're warned by a title card that global warming will lead to stronger hurricanes worse floods longer droughts and devastating tornadoes thank god we fixed this (laughs) well Doing anything about it is going to hurt the economy. Yes. So, you know, where's that title card? Yes, exactly. Well, somebody think about the economy. The rich people. Open the restaurants, Mark. That's all I'm saying. Open them up. Oh, God. Open them up. Don't don't get me started. Open them up. Don't get me started. Open them up. Open them up. I had a panic attack on Sunday. I had a panic attack two weeks ago. <laughs> because you realized you couldn't go to Applebee's? Me too. Oh, my God. <laughs> I saw a commercial for it. I was like, half off apps sound pretty good after they nine were, o'clock. Okay. They were like, I got they there. Were and out I was, of jalapeno poppers. They didn't have any mozzarella sticks. 
I agree. Open them up. Open up the doors. Let the account, let the free market decide how many lives are valuable during a pandemic. I'm sorry. Anyways, we, we don't live in a socialist society, Mark. Let the so free many- market decide. Exterior. Yes. Adrian, Texas. We're told this is part of Tornado Alley. We see a house as kids are playing games in a kitchen while the radio says that there is a tornado warning. But the lady, this mom, really doesn't seem to mind. And I was like, been there. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you're like, I just want to watch The Simpsons. Stop telling but, me about the weather. Yes, there's a there's a big alert. And it's like, by the way, um, you're probably going to die. And I'm like, yeah, but come on. Lisa's gonna meet. Uh, what is it? Uh, Bleeding gums just died. He just. She has to get the record and then play it on the jazz station. I know. I've seen it forty times, but I want to see it forty-one. The kids don't really do shit. The mom doesn't really do shit. It starts to get really windy, and a window breaks, and the stuff shakes. They run into the basement. Smash cut. Title card. Tornado. Jeb. The aftermath is the house is all cracked up and crashed and probably a matte painting on top of it. Well, the aftermath is that the house is turned into a matte painting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Which is just as devastating. You can't live in a matte painting. Well, Aunt, I mean, yeah, she she looks at the like State Farm insurance form and it's like tornado coverage. Yes. Turning into a matte painting declined. Oh, come on. Yeah, I guess I can replace the car, but it I... I can't live in a mad painting, at least a, not a crappy one like this. It's glass. <laughs> ah. A plane lands. We're then uh, shuttled off to an airport where we see a plane landing and we're told it's day one here in another city oh, in Texas. Something. And Ernie Hudson is there and he's holding up a sign for someone named Sam Callen. Sam is uh, a some kind of bean counter from the government who's shown up, played by Shannon Sturgis. Short for Samantha. Bet you didn't see that coming. Bet you didn't care. Sam. We're going to call her Sam. She meets up with Ernie Hudson and Bruce Campbell. All right. So Ernie Hudson, he play, he's a doctor. He's a meteorologist. And Bruce Campbell is just your workaday blue-collar storm chaser. Right. Uh, Andrew, were you yes. surprised when the movie is like, by the way, this is about storm chasers? No, I'm just saying I you know, I'm jump- asking. I am actually asking you because every time there is a plot reveal in this movie, I would be like, oh, my God. I knew it was going to be similar to Twister. I didn't know it was going to be beat for beat <laughs> Twister. That's the thing is whenever you want to dive in and jump in about the analogs to Twister, please feel uh, be my guest. Uh, this is essentially Bill, Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt, right? Like, yes. Beat for beat. She's from the government and she needs to show up because Ernie Hudson is getting a grant from the government to, to do some research about tornadoes, but it's her. She needs to make the decision as to whether or not they need to keep funding this thing because the government let the free market decide how many tornadoes are going to kill people. Mark. Yes. That's big business. On the way home, it's pretty clear that, uh, Bruce Campbell doesn't really like Sam because she's trying to come in and cut the funding from this project. And she's just some, you know, tight shirt, tight, tight wide 
bureaucrat. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Stuff shirt, tightwad bureaucrat. But Ernie Hudson bangs on about something called Patty. 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 He says, Patty is going to fix everything. Patty's the most important part of our team. Andrew, I immediately think, oh, my God. He's talking about Dorothy. He's talking about the robot thing that is going to monitor tornadoes that needs to be inside of tornadoes. And it lets all those little, little nano things out, and it just gets swirled up in it, and then you can see the pattern of the tornado. Dorothy's flying, man. Dorothy is flying. Bruce Campbell, however, is a storm chaser, as we've stated, but he is not he does not have a Ph.D. He had a graduate program. He studied under Ernie Hudson's uh, character, but he uh, did not finish his degree. They arrive at a local at uh, basically Bruce Campbell's uh, family's ranch. Yes. And Sam is forced to stay with them because the closest hotel is like 30 minutes away and it's at a truck stop. And Bruce Campbell's kind of a dick to her. He's very much a dick. He's not the likable Bruce Campbell that I wanted. No, he is. He's a dick because he's got a bone to pick with her. Because again, she's going to come in and try and shut. The she's a government. Yeah, you know, she's a government worker, and it's like, why don't? Why aren't the? Why? Why are there rules about drilling in national parks? Like it's ridiculous. I, like there's just, oil there. That's for us. We need the oil. Why do I? If I want to buy a tank, I should be allowed to buy a tank. Why do I give a shit about a skink? It's a it's a it's an endangered lizard of some kind. I don't care. Tear it apart. Kill it. Kill Get every it. skink on the planet. I will mow down gas every... is under a dollar. Yes, I will mow down every skink in existence with my tank if it means that I can get a gallon of gas for a buck, a buck and a nickel. Even I'll even go that high, a buck and a nickel. Yeah, that's that's what it used to be, Mark. That's what it should be. Ninety-eight cents a gallon. Think about that. I used to be able to fill up my tank for twenty bucks. That's it. That's all you needed. Let the free market decide. Country's gone to hell. Ernie Hudson says, "Hey, dickhead, we need her on our side to keep this thing going." But in their mind, they're they're storm chasers and they're eyeing the weather. They have a lot of meteorology meteorological tech in their house. They're under the impression that there might be a tornado in the area within the next couple of days. They have four, they have four computers and a guy wearing glasses. So they're like, that's, that's we're all scientists. You all you need. And he's a dweeb. Later, we have a barbecue that unveils the entire rest of the cast, including a man named Tex, who is like a, a friend. He's like another storm chaser, but he's a friend. But basically yes. this is the... Him and his like fiance, his girlfriend are basically like the two uh, character, like Michael Shannon's character from Groundhog Day. You know, <laughs> the WrestleMania the WrestleMania couple. Yeah, <laughs> that's what this felt like. It's I, I learned the other day that that's Michael Shannon. That's that's I. Oh, I've known that. I've, yeah, that's that's been going around the Internet for quite some time. They make Sam makes a joke about Texas name and she everyone else is like, fuck you, lady. <laughs> Go to hell, bitch. We also uh, Andrew, we also meet one of my all time favorite character actors, uh, LQ Jones. Yeah, uh, he is in the he's an old man with a mustache. He looks like he was born with a mustache. If you can't get um, Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott, 
or William Hurt, you go with this guy. All right. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, he's on the short list, but yeah, if, if those guys pass, you get this guy. He plays Ephraim, who is Bruce Campbell's grandfather. Bruce Campbell's crazy grandfather. This guy was in um, The Edge, uh, which is one of my favorite movies. And he's also in um, his final role was in uh, oh, God damn it. Um, Tornado. Tornado. Yeah. He dies. Prairie Home Companion. Ah, yes. Yes. He's the sick man. In He's the sick old sickness, singer who dies. Sick, sick man. Thirsty. Thirsty. In, uh, in uh, Prairie Home Companion by... Who's the director? That was his last Robert film. Robert Altman. Robert, Robert Altman's last film. Ernie decides to show off Patty, which is this big fucking thing that looks like a Gatorade cooler with some lights on it and a bunch of legs sticking out of it. Uh, Patty stands for Portable Analyzer of Technical Tornado Info. Why don't you just call it like Dorothy, the analyzer or dot three. Ernie goes on. Ernie Hudson takes great pains to explain to you, the audience, you dumb dumbs, <laughs> the legs on this thing are very important. They have shotgun shells inside of them that will lock it to the ground so that it doesn't just get ripped up and torn apart. They are important. So I bet it doesn't come up later. So, well, it won't come up because he's thought about it. That's true. He's already done the work. We linger on these insert shots of the legs for what felt like hours. <laughs> uh, he, the idea is we place this in the path of a tornado and the thing does its thing and we can find out information about tornadoes that would help us be able to predict where they're going to go. We'll be able to get inside the mind of, a tornado. <laughs> of the tornado in order to beat a tornado. You have to think you have to like a tornado become a tornado. Uh, um, but the problem is, is that tornadoes uh, kind of do what they do. And Bruce Campbell explains that it's very hard to predict where a tornado is going to go. thus explaining the problem with getting Patty in the way of one of these dumb things. Right. Ephraim, meanwhile, gently alludes to some sort of weird mysticism about tornadoes. Yes. You think that he's yeah, he's he's like he like prays to tornadoes based on he seems like a tornado shaman of sorts. He has like a big poncho on and. Just and a uh, cowboy hat and yeah. the biggest the biggest mustache you've ever seen. Yes, he uh, he something. There's something to do with tornadoes. It's in his backstory. Well, let's see if we 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 get that information later on. The gang decides to go to Jimmy Jack's, which is the local honky tonk bar. They argue about global warming at the bar as Bruce Campbell and Ernie Hudson explain how tornadoes uh, are formed. Right. Basically, Texas is right in the middle of. The cold air coming down from the Rockies and the warm air coming up from the Gulf. That's why it's considered Tornado Alley, because when you get a big cold front, a big warm front coming together, they lay on top of each other, swirl around. That's what causes tornadoes. What you see, global warming is antagonizing both of those efforts, which is making the tornadoes stronger. And more frequent. Yes. Andrew, this scene exists in every movie about a natural disaster. This movie exists in earthquake, in volcano, the fault in lines everything. go like this. Fault lines. Yes. There's the Earth's crust is atop molten lava. At times, the pressure builds and it will try to escape. 
This scene always happens. Rarely does it happen while our heroes are getting super messed up. Well, they should have cut to the scientist with a video explaining that ants, like when you <laughs> scream at them and play them rock music, they go crazy and then we'll yeah. take over a hotel. Or <laughs> I happen to have a video cassette yes. about bees. Yes. Instead, they're at like flingers. Uh, they're at shenanigans and you can draw on the on the table, the paper tablecloths of the yeah. of the tables. And so they decide to sketch out what the issue is. Uh, at Jimmy Jack's, however, they decide they also run into Bruce Campbell's nemesis, a guy named Richie, Richard Richie. Andrew, we have a friend who watched Twister for the first time on AMC during lockdown. And he told me that he was shocked that there is a bad guy in Twister. It's not the, 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 it's not, is not just, just the tornado. tornado. It's the, yeah. It's some, there's some other dude that is also the bad guy. And I was like, no, and a, watching this, I was like, here he is. Here's uh, Wesley from princess bride <laughs> playing our, ba- as our bad guy in this movie. <laughs> Uh, yes, Richie is a big city meteorologist. He's a he's on the he's TV. He's a weatherman. He's, he's not a, a meteorologist. Well, okay, all right. He's he does the weather in the big city in Amarillo, Texas, and he tries to big time Bruce Campbell about tornadoes. He's like, ah, going on about global warming again. Ugh, why don't you get your degree there, Hayseed? Something, something. He also tries to flirt with Sam, who's at Sam the table. Sam having it. Sam's like, uh, but Bruce. Campbell, it's obviously, he's like, oh, shit, competition. She's she's mine, even though I don't like her. <laughs> yes, but I don't like the idea of her having sex with someone who isn't me. So, so suddenly I'm interested. You can see where the divide falls. They decide to, to, have, to go dancing, to go dance at the honky tonk. And they There's also... The stage is just over there. They're also very flirty, flirty. The dancing just involves like... Okay, you go over there and then right and turn and uh, twist and one and two and twist. They get all flirty flirty while Sam decides to get all fucking messed up on like bourbon and tequila. Andrew, they steal large they marks. make out a, a couple's drinks as they yeah. make out. And in the time of COVID, they don't was... kiss. They don't kiss. No, there's a couple that's making out. Yes. And they steal their drinks. Their drinks. But but Bruce and Sam. They don't kiss. But don't in the kiss. time of COVID, I was like, oh, my God. Why would you take somebody else's drink? Yeah, you were you were horrified. You're like, why are all these people so close together? I don't. Yes. It's, you need to stand outside and wait your turn to, to go dance in the honky tonk. Why is no one wearing masks? So I had to stand why is up. this whole movie not occurring over Zoom? That was my big question. <laughs> Outside of Jimmy Jack's, we can see that a store is brewing. Commercial break. Back at the house, Sam wakes up and she is hungover. And Mark said, "Yeah, this is this is relatable." It's just uh, oh, well, I was confused because I was like, "Wait, so it's five o'clock that night?" She got drunk <laughs> at noon, fell asleep for two hours, and then woke up and was like, uh, "All right, I just gotta keep drinking." Boy. Yeah, no, we're uh, we're rolling, man. We're recording. That must be that's that's that must be miserable. Imagine you should like you start morning drinking or day drinking, and then you get hungover at like six in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that sucks. 
Bruce is downstairs making breakfast, however, and they get excited. Ernie and Bruce get excited about some uh, weather stuff. Richie well, excited about the eggs. <laughs> they are excited about the bacon and the eggs, which I was like, yes. Uh, there's a whole there's a runner where Bruce is like, I have a secret ingredient in it, and Ernie's trying to guess, and he's like, curry powder. And he's he's like, like, ah, no. Close, very close, but no. Uh, I was also it's again, it's just like uh uh fucking whatchamacallit with uh what's her name? when uh, Colonel Winchester came back with those biscuits and gravy. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you're like, oh, okay. What are we talking right. about here? Yeah. Oh, okay. Let's, uh, let's, let's open, let's crack those open. Let's see what we got. Obviously, Rich- obviously Judith light was planning on running away from him, but then she sees the gravy and she's like, oh wait, it's in a separate. Okay. All right. Oh, I'm oh, interested. Let's just get a little dip in sauce here. Richie shows up because at the bar or last night, he made an arrangement with Sam that they were going to go check out the national weather service and, Take a look there for some fucking reason. Sounds cool. Bruce decides to tag along and big time Richie. And we learn that Richie and Bruce have known each other for a while. They apparently went to high school together. And Richie explains that they were on the cross country treat for the cross country team together. And that Bruce might be fast out of the blocks, but Richie, he's a finisher, right? He finishes. Um, Andrew, yeah, I, Andrew is winking, winking lasciviously. Uh, <laughs> Andrew, can can you imagine anything turning a woman on more than hearing about a guy talk about high school? <laughs> yeah, it's what it what like you're supposed to talk about something else other than your weird hangups about what you did in high school 20 years ago. Yeah, uh, maybe I maybe ba- I I've apparently been doing it wrong. A band that you were in once, I think, is probably. <laughs> We're pretty good. Um, you know, if we had stuck with it, I think we would have been uh, would have been something. We probably would have gone all the way. But, uh, you know, they just they wanted too much from us. You know, it's all about the art. It's about the music. We were uh, we were a cover band. We mainly covered old TV themes. And uh, we we were only percussion based. So we would bang <laughs> on different things. We didn't own a drum set. At the uh, National Weather Service there in Texas, they show Richie, Sam, and Bruce around as they talk about weather stuff and apparently forget to key in some of the monitors. Did you notice this? <laughs> I did not notice that. There's a couple some monitors. Just off. <laughs> no, there's a couple monitors in the background that are just like very bright green, and oh. I feel like they're supposed to. There's supposed to be a, a graphic over that. Something like we got. <laughs> Look, you told me to put in chroma. I did. You didn't say to put something over it. <laughs> but they do point out at the National Weather Service that weather chasers are helpful. Basically, Richie's like, all this technology is going to help us make weather chasing obsolete. We'll know pinpoint exactly where tornadoes are going to be. That's why it's all about the science. And they say, well, weather chasers actually help us because there is no, a lot of times there is no rhyme or reason to the weather. It just happens. Well, yeah, that is this is something that I thought this movie did better than Twister, because in Twister, our ragtag bunch just seems like a bunch of looky loos. Mm-hmm. But here in this movie, they actually explained that, like, no, these guys go and they chase the tornado and then they call the weather service to say and we tell people yeah. where it's headed. Whereas in Twister, you see it seems like these are just insane fanatics. <laughs> 
who all they want to do is see a tornado. Thrill seekers just want to see, get as close to death as they can. Yeah. Back at the house, Ernie looks over his personal collection of tornado footage. He's like, I shot this one myself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I know you got to watch, watch this. Look at the power. But also he's like left the date on and the time. It says like happy birthday below it. It's very weird. you gotta have there was it's vhs there's no metadata to store that information you have to have it on the image uh he also gets in a fight with ephraim who is bruce campbell's grandfather in this movie to remind you because ephraim is like he's like computers can't track tornadoes you gotta put your ear to the ground you gotta follow them you gotta stake them out i'll I'll get you your tornado i'll gut it for free yeah Yeah. (laughs) i'll I'll find it for 10 but i'll kill it (laughs) 30 you're gonna need a bigger for that patty you, for that you get the wind the dirt <laughs> the whole goddamn thing he says yeah the tornadoes you can't can't you can't track them with computers they got their they're godless they're they're soulless <laughs> they got shark eyes they're sauron <laughs> he's like they have the they have the, the heart of a demon yeah the eyes sa- of a madman he says tornadoes are nothing but god's fury he says, all I need is a barometer and go outside to track a tornado. And that's all you need. That's how you find tornadoes. And me sitting at home, I'm like, I feel like there's probably more to it than that. That's I, just, I think you can check weird. weather patterns. I, I think that matters. We then cut to uh, stock footage of Colorado where winter winds are beginning to blow. Uh-oh. At Texas, and, uh, and we hear VO of like a truck driver saying like, Smokey's on my tail, but I'm going to pull over. <laughs> uh, it's snowing too much. Uh, I'm going to get sleep in the cab and uh, piss in a Gatorade bottle. Okay. <laughs> That's a big 10 candy cane. <laughs> there should We should have just seen him hawk a big, huge Gatorade bottle full of piss on the side of the road. At Texas Place, Bruce and Sam talk to more. As Sam explains that uh, her nickname in the government is the Terminator. Because she likes she, to go back in time. Sarah Connor. <laughs> she goes to phone booths, just tears up phone books. Yeah. Uh, and she steals people's clothes. That is why she's called the Terminator. <laughs> she holds people up with a gun and says, your clothes, give them to me. Uh, yeah, I've never I've never ter- terminated a project. But <laughs> <laughs> I definitely I'm friends with Eddie Furlong. So people call me the Terminator. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she's considered the Terminator because she kills a lot of programs, but she also flirts a lot with Bruce who she guesses. She says, I'm good at figuring things out. I'm good at, at, uh, understanding people and understanding things. Cause I get to the bottom of things and figure out how, what their value is sizing them up. (laughs) She sizes them up. She's like, you were friends with the Coen brothers. You thought you'd become a huge leading man. Instead of, you know, just like a guy that hangs out with better with better caliber filmmakers. And he's like, ouch, you're you. It's like you didn't have to tell it like it was. It's it's mean. (laughs) She says she guesses that he didn't necessarily wash out of his Ph.D. program. He walked away from it for some reason. And she says she sizes herself up. She says, I'm from Indiana, even though I'm you might consider me a yuppie from Washington. Bruce Campbell says, well, I'm just some poor dirt farmer. That's all I am. I'm no, I'm no doctor. I'm no scientist. <laughs> Bruce then gets a call. A smart man. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. End of statement. <laughs> <laughs> he just stares at her. 
Bruce gets a call from his his uh, CB radio back from the ranch that says there's a potential tornado nearby. So they get they hit the pedal to the metal. They go load up patty. It's full of uh, it's like fruit punch in there. I think I think the flavoring is in the Gatorade container fruit punch. Mm-hmm. They load up patty. But once they get to the spot, the model projected, it's a bust. The, the clouds dissipate. They, they it's not there. So let's linger on these shots of the legs a little longer on Patty. <laughs> However, we then cut stock footage, seeing that winds and storms are picking up in the Gulf of Mexico. And then the army is called in. But the atomic <laughs> it's, bomb. It's scaring all the buffalo. The buffalo are being frightened. We forgot Andrew, about you, the octopus. We forgot about the octopus. <laughs> ah, no, that's, 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 that's my big climax. <laughs> Act two. Ephraim explains to Ernie Hudson that weather is like checkers jumping all over the place and you can't really outsmart it. You just got to dummy yourself down to play checkers, you know, go to a cracker barrel. If you're at a cracker barrel, you understand weather. (laughs) If you've ever Ephraim nods and then he just walks away and Ernie's knowingly. I I don't, you know, if you've ever gotten a shirt that says bank of dad closed, then <laughs> you know more than all your fancy computers ever will. A solemn pat on the shoulder. Yeah. Walks away, walks away, walks outside to like a fake bus stop that Bruce Campbell has set up. Cause it keeps wandering off the property. <laughs> He'll wait and then we'll get him. We'll get him, him back. back. We'll, we'll, we'll say your, your bus was a, didn't show up. We'll, we'll Sam gets ready to leave. Uh, but Bruce says, we just need a little bit more time. But Sam's like, look, I saw you dump the, the dumb thing. Ernie Hudson, I think, is just I think he's got like a thing for legs. It doesn't matter. Like he's just, <laughs> he keeps talking about the gams on this thing. And I, I'm like, you mean the legs? And he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, they go all the way up to Patty <laughs> all the way up. And he started doing weird like. I, like I didn't necessarily understand the shape that like he was an making. Glass, and like, I was like, that's, that's not what the, a leg is that's supposed the leg? to look like. It's like, yeah, yeah. Ooh. They go, it goes out like this and up <laughs> like this and around. And and then he was, he then he wouldn't talk to me for twenty minutes. And I was like, all right, I'm just gonna, I'm, I gotta get my bag. I gotta go. You you're running a funny farm out here. Bruce says, fine, fuck it. Get in the car. I looked looked down the street and there was a Motel 6, literally like (laughs) half a mile. I could see it. I could see the light from here. You people lied. You've been lying to me for what feels like a week. Since I landed. I don't think there are tornadoes in this state now that I really put putting two and two together. Sam's not convinced. Bruce says, fine, fuck it. Get your stuff. I'm going to take it. I'll, I'll drive you to the airport myself so I can see you get on the plane and get out the fuck out of our lives. The two decide to talk in the car as Bruce explains he's a farmer, but he's actually a Chicago native, the son of two lawyers. So he's a little bit more yuppie-fied, a little bit more yes. suburban, urban than you would think. He's they said, I rode the L. He said, I love a pizza in Chicago. They got the best of pizza. The dish. We're talking improv. Second City's the best form of alt comedy there is um the comiskey uh chicago bears the bears um windy city something uh, john hughes films (laughs) 
just nods. She's like, like yep, he's, okay. he's it's, definitely it's, from Illinois. Okay, we got uh, how much? Uh, 40 minutes on this car ride? Oh, God. <laughs> well, he's like, but he's like, really, your your flight isn't until eight. And she's like, yeah, I'd like to get there six hours early. Just please. <laughs> I take, just, I, take I, me. I, want, I want to eat at a Cinnabon every hour on the hour. Please. Get me out of this. They get to the airport early and have a bite to eat. However, back at uh, the National Weather Service, they notice that there are some strong winds and want to issue a warning. But we see that the weather is starting to get worse outside of their warning zone. Their computers are saying that the weather is going to hit here, but the actual weather is hitting here. Yes. The computers say Galveston. Yes. But... It seems like the eye, the boots on the ground and the eyes are saying, no, it's going to be like San 40, Antonio. 40 miles the other way. At the airport, Bruce explains that he's been looking after Ephraim after his grandmother died, his wife, Ephraim's yes. wife. But ultimately, he's been fascinated by tornadoes because he's like, here's a force of nature that can crush a train, but somehow lift a carton of eggs four counties over, set it down, not have a single one broken. So. There's something he's like, it's so I want to I want to get I'm going to kill, strong, kill one. Gentle. It's yes. strong enough for a man, but designed for an egg. Yeah. So think about that. She's like, she's like, how I, there has to be an earlier flight. I she's just she's like, I'll be right back. Goes to a payphone. Cancel it. Cancel this program. <laughs> These are idiots. I don't have to come back. I just, See, just get it off the books do it right, right now. now. See, can we get the money back? Whatever. What can we do? He gets a page and then calls back to the ranch that like they've got a lead. Storms are brewing. We got to go. So he's like, see you in hell. Bye. Bye. But Sam's like, well, I can't leave without chasing a tornado. Somehow this conversation in at the Cinnabon at the airport. She suddenly decides, all right, I'll come with you and see your dumb tornado. I want to be a part of this. If she had said, I'm still going to cancel the program, but I I am excited by the prospect of chasing a tornado. That would be one thing. I'm excited about being killed. I think is what she really should say. I already canceled it hours ago, but I'm excited about, uh, she's like, I have a I have a con going on. So if I can fake my death in a tornado accident. Face then... to face with death. The chase is on as the gang uh, get in their four by fours and decide to head off and chase down this tornado. Bruce tells the National Weather Service that the tornado is probably going to be a right turner. He's like, I, I'm catching up to it. I think it's going to veer right and it's going to go this way. Yes. Ernie Hudson is like, that is a huge tornado. It's probably an F4 if I had to take a guess, but it's too fast to catch up to put Patty in the way of it. Uh, so they're like, well, shit, we couldn't get our Gatorades out there. But as they're watching it, they see that it turned right, but then turned left Come back whoops Heads towards a town it's uh yeah it's it, it turned in it's 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 coming it's coming back for it boomerang on us lean lean in it, yes cnn lean in <laughs> uh i i think that's msnbc actually uh it's flipped back and it's heading right towards a town called roseville these people in roseville are fucking stupid however because like <laughs> We cut to an exterior of Roseville where like it's like the apocalypse is happening around them. 
but the everybody is out and about. But the radio living. says the radio don't has worry. not said. Yeah, the radio has not said that there's a tornado warning or even a watch, so it must be fine. So as they're like, like, we're fine. As like seventy mile per hour, uh, like planks of fences are getting embedded in the side of trees like shooting around them some like some ladies like carrying a baby it's it's andrew it's the it's the, the, it's the town from like beauty and the beast just like we're just seeing them like bag full of uh baguettes and yes maurice the baguettes hurry up Man, andrew uh, yeah. the the little kid riding the bicycle and then the wind knocks him down this made me laugh and i was like i guess i'm a bad person <laughs> there's like a there's just a lock off shot of a child on a tricycle and then the wind knocks him down and then he goes to grab the bike and some adult comes over and like shoves the kid shoves the bike away picks up the kid and then falls down again and i was like that's that's comedy <laughs> yeah and but yeah there should have been an insert shot of somebody screaming at the radio just being like you didn't you didn't tell us yeah. well no they should just they should see someone get impaled and then turn the radio up <laughs> and it's like a rock block of zed right yeah it's, it's they're, they're like, getting the lead out everything's fine uh they get creamed by this tornado but the, again they didn't issue a warning in fact it even knocks down the uh the tornado siren the gang then heads to help survivors in roseville uh so they like they're like i don't know put a bandage on it here's some water they're like shit's fucked up what what happened here? A tornado or something? What do you guys you guys got a you guys got a chow dog or something? I've never here? seen so many map paintings in my life. <laughs> Bruce gives Richie shit because Richie's shown up uh, to interview like survivors. Richie shows up tornado. to do his job, do his Christ fucking sake. job to be like, uh, hey, what did, your, the, your what did the tornado sound like? What did the what happened here? And the guy, the guy he's interviewing is like, I don't know where my wife is. Where's my wife? I need my wife. Horses ass. <laughs> my, you, <laughs> that's my missing wife you're talking about, you <laughs> horse's ass. Richie is like, man, fuck you, Bruce Campbell. I'm doing my fucking job. But uh, because of this, uh, he gets a punch in the mush right from Bruce Campbell for his troubles. <laughs> It, I think it's supposed to be the satisfying moment, like at the end of Die Hard, but it does not. Yeah, you're for just me. like, man, you're just angry because you were wrong. <laughs> There's one thing about being exploitive, but like literally, this is a like a would be something that you would want to know and see people talking about. Yes. Uh, let's see. But Richie also calls Bruce a loser, so maybe he punched him because he called him a loser. He's like, hey. Oh. Only Sam gets to call me that. <laughs> Maybe my grandfather. I don't know. Ernie Hudson calls me it a lot. <laughs> Sam is on the fence about canceling the funding now. She's seen the aftermath of a tornado. She's like, this information probably would be good, but I can't trust these fucking yokels to find their ass <laughs> with two hands, let alone crazy drunks. I don't know. <laughs> let alone figure out what to do with government funding. She then talks to Ephraim, who describes the fact that a tornado killed his mom. So he's out for revenge. <laughs> like Andrew, this is where we have the scene where they're where Bruce Campbell breaks down the strength, the different strengths of um, volcanoes, tornadoes, and is like, "There's an F zero, 
which is a pretty cool game. It didn't really get the appreciation it deserved. Yeah, they should it really goes all the way up to an F4 or an yeah. F5. And she's like, "Who's ever, has anybody ever seen one of those? And then they look at Ephraim. And they're like, he did. It killed someone. And it's like this exact scene happens in Twister. And now it this happens here. This exact scene happens. And now Bruce Campbell's in it. Yes. Bruce beats himself up for calling it wrong. Cause again, he said it's going to be a right turner and it did turn right, but then it turned right back around. But Sam says, there's no way he could have known these godless killing machines. We call tornadoes. Someone should write a law and outlaw these things. Yes. Meanwhile, Tex is like, Hey, I saw like the aftermath of these things and I don't want to, I don't want to chase storms no more. Yeah, also, I, you people are crazy. And I, I think this is a cult. So <laughs> I am done. Uh, he he also makes this uh, a very spur of the moment decision to uh, decide he's going to marry. He's going to uh, engage, get engaged with his yeah. uh, longtime girlfriend because he saw the face of God and he he blinked. <laughs> Sam reveals that the lobbyists want to kill all projects dealing with global warming. So basically, their little patty project was as good as dead before she even showed up. So they're right. That global warming exists. No, that global warming is fake. Yeah. And it's right to defund any kind of studies and programs towards it. Yes. Just like uh, funding, uh, you know, anti-gun. Yeah. Uh, it's not a thing. We don't, need, a it. Thing. We don't need it. We don't need it. it. Why, never do we need it? Why do we need a it? A good guy with a gun. Yes. Ooh, a good guy with a tornado. Ooh. Okay. Oh, okay. Now, hold on now. Oh, wait a second. Now look, if Patty made uh, could make tornadoes. A good tornado, yes, to, to, to go fight f- the bad tornadoes. Yes, it's like, like a Mechazilla type. What, thing. It's like it's like Pacific Rim. Yeah, and you can control a tornado to go fight a bad tornado. No, then okay. we'll fund that. And Ernie okay. Hudson's like, sure. Yeah, I guess we could do that. That's that's what we're doing. Bruce says, "Well, fuck you, lady. We're gonna keep on keeping on." And Sam says, "I don't think you understand. Like, if I don't cancel this project, like, I'm going to get fired." Bruce says, "Fuck you, lady. <laughs> I'm gonna keep on keeping on." Yeah. Perhaps you did not hear me the first time. Sam and Bruce get caught in a barn during a rainstorm, and they decide to have a smooch. They smooch? And they probably bang because. We like dolly up off their doesn't, smooch. Doesn't Ephraim catch them smooching or have? No, like I think an they. Inkling? I think they like pass by each other or they get into the loft before he leaves or something. So he probably has an inkling, but uh, he's like, "Well, I could watch. I could watch my grandson bang, or I could get out of the rain." It's like I guess I'll just do it from the house. Yeah, he's doing good. <laughs> Oh, what is, oh my God. He's got, he's, he didn't put a blanket down. Have you never banged oh. in a hayloft before kid? Hey, hey, come Jesus. on. It's you're just, you're going to be picking those out all night. It's all, it's all TikToks with these guys nowadays <laughs> at night. Ephraim talks with Sam over some scotch about again, tornadoes being checkers and yes, and, it's clear. And, <laughs> We're reinforcing a theme. Yes. Yes. Tornadoes are sold at uh targets target targets cracker barrels if you want to sit outside in a rocking chair while a tornado happens inside a cracker barrel you can do that it's you're it's it's gonna take a while you ever been to a cracker barrel mark 
It's like 45 fucking minutes, no matter when you show up. <laughs> yes, there's always a line. It sucks. Oh, I hate it. But then after Sam goes back to bed, Ephraim's like, yeah, checkmate, motherfucker. Is he somehow <laughs> is he somehow concluded where a tornado is going to be? And he's like, I'm going I'm yes. to kill. I'm going to fight it. I'm going to kill it. Andrew, this is my favorite part. They talk about nothing for five minutes. And then right before our act out commercial break, Ephraim is like, I know where I know where you're going, fucking tornado. And he has, moves a pin. Yes, he has like a knife and puts it in a map. He's like, checkmate, motherfucker. Checkmate. Stab. And yeah, so apparently he's gonna he's gonna bare knuckle brawl uh tornado. <laughs> so get excited. Uh, it was like, oh, everybody's out of their minds. Great. I love this movie now. Act three. In Amarillo, Texas, the National Weather Service says that the tornado warning is up. We have a we have a warning here for Amarillo. That doesn't necessarily mean anything because all these tornadoes are going all cattywampus. <laughs> the weather service is like, we can't figure it out. It's it's going to the black squares, but then sometimes it'll jump right over a red square. And so, I... We're just not sure. And then sometimes it'll say star jump. And I don't even know what that means. I don't think that's a move. All right. Ephraim randomly flagged the the tornado like destroys the Alamo. And then we just hear King me. (laughs) Ephraim is just is flagged this like stream because Ernie Hudson's like, well, looking at the data here, it's probably going to be in this area. And someone's already flagged it. And Ephraim's like, I did. I did. I'm going to. I'm going to kill. I'm going to, I'm going to wait till it's sleeping. I'm going to slit that tornado's throat. All right. (laughs) But based on the research that they're looking at and the data, they're like, this could be an F 15 Mark. Jesus Christ. Andrew. When, when my uh, Luigi cart gets onto the F zero track, it's, it's going to be ugly. Yeah. You're not going to, you're going to want to constantly recharge and refill its energy. Because it's gonna be it's gonna be rough. Tax is on his way to Amarillo, but they notice that Do we do we we we're I'm we're making fun of it, but Tex, there is no explanation of how the old man uh, of how Ephraim knows what's gonna happen. He feels it in his bones. He feels it in his in his arthritic knees. Yeah. And he's like, it's gonna hit six counties away. Like that's he that's all he really it's all he right. just feels it. It's you know, it's a, a broken clock is right twice a week, it's twice a day. Twice so, a day, I guess. Yeah. Cause he keeps, you know, every single week he's like, it's gonna be here. And they're like, You've said no. this for the past two years. I don't think it's gonna show up in Seattle. He's like, I just feel it. I don't know. It's just a gut feeling. Tex is on his way to Amarillo with his uh his fiance. But they notice that the weather's getting bad, so they decide to turn around. And they're like, "Isn't it great that no more?" They they all but say, "No more tornadoes for us. We're <laughs> out to, of the life. Time to wash our hair of this whole thing." And then yeah, they. T- I thought I was out of the tornado business, but they just pulled me back in. Bruce tells Richie over the phone that the tornado is going to go north, despite the fact that the National Weather Service says south. But Richie says. And Bruce is like, you got to turn off the, you got to turn off the commercial. <laughs> we did it on two stations. Turn it off. Turn the last one off. You got to turn it off. 
that's such a that is a great scene in a great movie in a great movie richie says because bruce is like you got to cut in you got to interrupt the simpsons i know it's a good one i know it's <laughs> sideshow bob's last gleaming he, he gets a he gets an atomic bomb and he's gonna blow up the, i know the, the i know air, i air show i am the last i am the last person that wants this to happen all right <laughs> i love this episode uh it's the it's the barbershop quartet yeah it's, it's the B-sharps. everybody loves it but you're gonna have to break we in. gotta do it <laughs> you're gonna have to break in and you're gonna have to say the tornado is moving north you need to warn people richie says even if i wanted to even if i believed you <laughs> richie says i can't after stop you punched oh go richie ahead he says i can't do it statewide and he's like well no obviously not like in el paso they should see them d- sing on the uh on the top of moe's like, yes. obviously that should happen. Yeah. And George Harrison shows up and he's like, uh, it's been done. Yeah. And he says, I, even if I wanted to, even after a shithead like you punched me in the mouth and I wanted to do whatever it is you're babbling on about, uh, I can't I can't just go to my boss and be like some fucking idiot who punched me in the mouth had a feeling that the tornado is going to turn north. So you got to have to do better than this. Tex, meanwhile, is on the side of the road and pulls over and uh, he's like, holy shit. Okay, we're going to have to get out of the truck. We're going to have to bail out. Ditch. We're going to have to go in a ditch. And so as soon as they get out of the truck, the fiance, immediate, like seconds, as soon as she opens the door, she falls over, busts her head on like the stump of a tree. And No, it's <laughs> she falls three feet away from a rock. But they were hoping that we would miss the fact that she was, that we were hope, they were hoping that we would miss the forced perspective. Because she obviously falls near a rock, but we're supposed to think she fell upon a rock. So she busts her head open, and then the truck immediately flips over. They flipped over a truck. That was fun. That's fun. Richie, meanwhile, tries. He actually is like, uh, maybe he's on something. He tries to push this warning with his boss, and his boss is like, "Did the National Weather Service say it's moving north?" And he's like, "No." And he's like, "Okay, well, fuck you then. I don't know what you want from me." <laughs> this. I actually love this scene because um, it seems so genuine to me. Yeah. Where a guy goes to his boss and wants to pretend that like it's no big deal and everything's fine. <laughs> and is like, hey, um, catch uh, catch any fish on the lake this week? And he's like, yeah, I got a walleye. He's like, cool. Um. Like I don't want to. I don't want to. Like, Anyways, um, I don't want to bring it up, but like this tornado thing. Um, there's a tornado that's going to kill people in a couple of minutes, and uh, I feel like we should do something about it. Probably he's like, say something. No, he's like, all right. Oh, cool, 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 cool. All right. Um, you got extra tickets to? You got an extra ticket to the uh, Yellow Jackets game this weekend? And he's like, nah, man. I got it from the receptionist since she, she only had the one. All right. See you around. All right. See you, bud. Andrew, I have done this so many times at work (laughs) where I'm like, this is, this is like really bad news and I need to tell someone this. So I preface it with how's your personal life. And then I end up with how your, how's your personal life. And then when they tell me I'm shit out of luck, I'm like, well, whatever. Well, fuck me. Gonna go kill myself now. Uh, meanwhile, Bruce says, uh, this thing's coming right for him. This tornado. It's now it's, it realized that Ephraim was talking shit about it. And it's like, motherfucker, what? 
Like, yeah, I killed your wife. Yeah. Now I'm coming for you, old man. Killed your fucking mom. Now take take this. They decide that they're going to load Patty right out in front of the house because they're like, well, this is good. It's coming to the house. This is convenient. We get to cut down on gas costs. We just put it right out here. It's like it's like, you know, why? (laughs) Why do why do a production a production move to like a field somewhere when we've already set up camp here at the house? Let's just shoot it out in the front yard. Andrew, wouldn't it have been great if uh, Sam was going through their their budgets and was like, wait, so you guys, how much do you spend in gas chasing these things? And they're like, I don't know, like 20 grand a year. And she's like, stay in one place from now on. <laughs> but they don't come to us usually. And she's like, like yeah, stay in one place. It's like, okay. <laughs> uh, they decide to load up Patty right up in front of the house. But after all this fucking talk about these stupid fucking legs, guess what? The legs work. Doesn't fucking work. It's fucking broken. Ernie, <laughs> you fucked up. No, it, it wasn't me. It it's was the legs. A, it's the legs. You fucked up. <laughs> you fucked me, Ernie. No, it wasn't me. It was Patty. Patty fucked fuck you. you. Patty fucked you. <laughs> Patty's legs fucked you. You fucked me. They so now they have to hammer on this thing to get the shotgun shell to fire this arm, this leg that's going to grab onto the ground so it doesn't blow away. Yes. Uh, but the tornado <laughs> is coming, bearing right down on them. So now it's a race against time. Meanwhile, Richie makes the decision to go live with this warning without his boss's approval. He says, I got lives to save. All right. So yeah. Richie did the right thing. Ephraim, because now they're in like a they're in a like a bunker. But Ephraim runs yes, out. They're, and he, they're and in he, the they're in the the siloed underground. They're, yeah, they're in the, in, the, they're in the cellar. cellar. They're in the cellar. Ephraim, Ephraim runs out. Ephraim decides he's gonna punch God in the face. Yes, he comes out. He rolls up his sleeves and he's like, "Ah, finally!" Gonna, like, it looks gonna, like I picked the wrong week to stop punching tornadoes. I'm gonna punch that goddamn tornado right in the dick. But then immediately gets clonked in the head with a board and then falls to the ground. Yes. Bruce then Bruce runs up, tethers him with a belt to Patty while Sam is also out there. So the tornado is bearing down on them. They're like grabbed onto this thing. It's very weird because he's like wind, screaming, shit happening. But eventually they end up inside the eye of the tornado. Now there's some eerie calm. Yes. Which is cool. Yeah, it's a cool effect. Using the calm of the eye of the tornado, Bruce and Sam decide to run into the cellar, but Ephraim realizes he's like, we still have to fix the leg on Patty. So he's got a stick and he's like banging on this thing to get the yes. leg to fire. And Bruce is like, get Leave it. in the Leave cellar. It, you dumb bastard. It's just a Gatorade cooler. Lemon lime isn't even that good of a flavor. It's a con. <laughs> We knew that Sam was coming. We had to pretend that we had a thing. It's just full of pinball parts. <laughs> it's nothing, man. So he's banging on this thing. And eventually, apparently. You didn't the- think it was weird that the head of our program kept talking about how great the legs were and wasn't talking about the internal equipment that would measure barometers has any idea what it did he i think he he mispronounces tornado for a good 
20, at least the first 20 hours that Sam he was kept here. saying that the legs were the key because he knew it wouldn't work and it would blow away. God damn it. Do I have to explain what a government grift is? So he gets the leg to fire, but then he just disappears into the storm. Yeah. Blown away. Tragic. He's he's him and that carton of eggs are sent four counties over to be gently sent down, gently placed down upon upon a platter at a at a at a Stuckey's. Ooh, now that sounds good. Like a breakfast, like a, a you breakfast ever been to, platter. You ever, yeah, you a, ever no, been to like a, a no no no? You ever been to a breakfast buffet like a Shoney's? Oh good. Oh yeah, good. It's good. After the storm, we're never getting those back either. By the way. After the storm, you know what's the worst. You know what's yes. the worst, Andrew. Yes. When they put out a tray of eggs and they're still runny. Yeah. And you're like, I guess I could wait for 15 minutes, and then they'll set up. And then you're like, but the line for the omelet bar is like 16 people. <sighs> Fine, sausage and flapjacks. See, but you gotta go to a Shoney's. Uh, like an actual thing that it will have a breakfast buffet like this, like a, like a big boys or something. Cause you know, it, it, sometimes you'll be convinced that it's like, Oh, well it, it's, it's just the same. as something like a, you know, a, a holiday and express oh, that's, that comes free with it. Those are always dog shit. Those always suck. They're awful. They're terrible. No, whenever I'm at a holiday and express, I, it's only, I always go with the, um, the yogurt. No, I go with the bagel. Yeah, because they have the they have the real conveyor belt that'll yes. cook it instead yep. of just the toaster oven thing. Yep. Now that's perfect. Mm. That's how it's meant to be. It's the only piece of equipment that they have that does what it's supposed to. do. You get tempted though because they do put out steam trays of like you know the powdered eggs and stuff, and you're sure, like, sure, oh, the powdered maybe. eggs and then the little sausage links. It's not right. No, it's not good, especially if you like. I've been on shows where I've had that breakfast for forty five straight days, and it's. Well, the Ever. worst is the worst is the crank cereal. Yes, because the crank just like grinds it oh, all. Yeah, up. so just a pie, a fine snow, a misting of yeah, frosted so it, flakes. It's like it's like you're always eating the last, the bottom of the bag of cereal. It's yes, awful. I hate it. After the storm, everything's okay, uh, except Grandpa died. So Grandma, that's kind of a bummer. He was old. He probably punched the tornado before he, he died. He, yeah, this is the way he wanted to go. Uh, we are at the gravesite as they bury Ephraim, whatever was left of Ephraim, I guess, wherever they found him, like yeah. wedged inside like a, I don't know, a, it's, a, <laughs> a, a, and, a and P or like a Piggly Wiggly. Like, yeah, we buried chunks of his body and a dozen eggs. <laughs> Sam reveals she does not want to go back to Washington because she's like, I guess I, I she got addicted I to like you, addicted to escaping death or something. Or no, she's like, I want to see another old man die. <laughs> like the, the terror I've, in his eyes. She's like, I've never been more turned on in my entire life. And then the acceptance when he knew that like there's nothing you do you could see it you just that slight new and oh boy that that breath of relief from him just knowing that death was bearing upon him oh my god it's like <laughs> let's let's make a start a family right now this <laughs> is like i i, I don't, this was just a this was a, this was supposed to be a two-month grift 
and we've been doing it for four years now this this isn't what i'm into he's like i don't i don't know i he's like i I feel like i'm in too deep now i feel like i've i've lost sight of who i'm actually who's scamming who here (laughs) she says she wants to chase bruce as opposed to chasing tornadoes or taste bruce while he's chasing a tornado i don't know anyway the movie ends and that's the end of tornado Mark, what did, you, what did you think of this film? Andrew, you're cutting it off short. There was one more title uh, card that right. says, by the way, libtards, uh, global warming is a real thing. Uh, brought to you by China, telling you because we want to like overthrow your production abilities or something. No, it says global warming is real. And these are all oh, the only thing. These storms are just going to get stronger. Early warning is our only line of defense, uh, sure. which thank God we fixed that in what, 2002? When did, when did we fix all this? Well, this movie came out in 96, so by 2000, we had yeah. pretty much resolved it, yeah. What did you think of this film? Andrew, I, so obviously someone at Fox said, give us a Twister. Yeah. Twister is based on Michael Crichton, uh, Michael Crichton book read the book write us the same thing keep it keep it cheap <laughs> whatever you can do we're not paying a lot for this muffler yeah um i thought that bruce campbell didn't he he wasn't the bruce campbell i wanted you know he wasn't the he wasn't as charming and he wasn't as fun i thought that I was I usually I love Bruce Campbell in anything. He didn't call I, I he didn't call the his tor- performance in this. He didn't call the tornado like a she bitch. He didn't, he didn't say baby, you got real ugly. <laughs> he could have. I mean he imagine if imagine if he was doing that cuz yeah, he should have he should have been hunting the tornado with a chainsaw on his arm. Yes, if he and the grandfather if grandfather fires the shotgun shell into the ground and then Bruce looks at it and says groovy that would have been fine that would have been fun um ultimately I think it's I think this movie deserves to exist on that specific day right before Twister comes out it's like they did what they wanted to do they made a Twister before Twister came out good job (laughs) <laughs> but is it a good movie? No, not no. really. Stuff seems to happen. There's not a lot of great effects. Um, I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't recommend it to anybody. No. It it exists. It's yes. It is. It is the. Uh, you're going to go see this. This movie exists in that like. People are excited for the summer blockbuster season and they're like, hell yeah, I'm going to see Twister on Friday. And they're like, hey, do you know, on Tuesday, they're also doing like a tornado movie. And they're like, oh, cool. Yeah, I guess I might check that out. And then as like a is like a tasting menu is like, a well, this- you know, an appetizer for the going to go see the cow fly across the air and Twister. Will this also seem like the type of thing where during the commercial breaks uh, Fox 11 would be like. After the movie, tune in and see our special report on Storm Chasers. Yeah. If you remember that they used to that do was, that where you would be, uh, yes, you'd be but, like, oh, there's going to be a news thing that's also about this movie that I like. 
Yeah, but I also feel like that was like a big deal, even just riding the coattails of Twister. That it's like, this is a real thing, storm chasers. And sometimes yeah. it gets like, you know, like a big segment on 2020 that it's like people run away from tornadoes, but these guys run towards them. Yes. Now, also this human interest story about like the 50th anniversary of peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you know Snoopy and then Andy is actually a beagle? Uh, yeah, it's it's fine. I, uh, I yes, Fox and whoever decided to make this movie just riding the coattails of Twister all the way to day hours before the actual movie <laughs> itself premieres ballsy. Yeah. But, you know, it works out because you can always everyone always loves a natural disaster picture. It's hard not to get excited about nature fucking us up real good. Right. I mean, my my therapist refers to my life as a natural disaster. So yeah. She's like it's popcorn. Just uh huh. <laughs> she's like, I can't wait to see what's going to happen in Act Two. So then you, uh, so then you got angry that someone was cut in front of you at Target, huh? What'd you do about it? <laughs> oh, you thought you were going to be a big man, uh huh, mm, uh huh. And then what oh. did he do? <laughs> oh, but he was a bigger man, you say? Okay. All right. So yeah. Uh, so, so you didn't even buy the DVD copy of uh, Stranger Things? You just left it on the counter and walked out? <laughs> she's like, she's like, uh, hold on. I, 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 there is a plot hole here. Why were you buying a copy, a DVD copy of Stranger Things? It's like, well, my internet's bad. And sometimes I can't watch Stranger Things when I want to watch it. <laughs> she's like, and you're watching it multiple times? It's a good show. She's like, it seems like a one and done kind of thing. She's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I don't I don't mean to I don't mean to break your flow here. Yeah, yeah. No, you like you like the special features. All right. Well, <laughs> okay. They make them for someone. So you're like, I have to listen to all the DVD commentaries. I have to figure out all the 80s references because they're so <laughs> they're so deep and detailed. I'll never realize how they got the inspiration. I just assume they're all uh trading places. <laughs> uh so you wouldn't recommend it, but for the most part, you know, fine. Bruce Campbell could do better, but it's for what it is as a uh, as, as a, a natural a, disaster as TV a TV movie. as a TV movie that was airing three days before Twister. <laughs> it, it probably did okay. I would say it's better than Short Walk to Daylight. I would say Agreed. it's better than what was the one where Bonnie Bedelia is pregnant and drunk. Um, Heat Wave. Yes. Yeah, I'd say it's better than those. Yeah, because at least you can see something as opposed to a bank uh, thermometer. Mm -hmm. Like, I guess it's hot. I guess it's hot. Uh, Or that subway car just, it's, oh my God, that truck's coming down. And it stops (laughs) and then it goes right back up. Well, they're like, we we have to crawl through this tunnel. Here we are in the exact same (laughs) subway car. No, now we're on 34th Street, you see. We changed the signs for jersey boys now they're like all right sure (laughs) whatever uh all right well that's tornado andrew what are we watching next week what are we watching for next time well uh i wanted to keep on the theme i didn't necessarily find something as on the nose as tornado is to twister but i found something that is i feel like uh is a format that we've seen before in a lot of different ways and an actor we definitely have seen before in a lot of different ways, but something that is speaks to you, Mark specifically Oh, uh, in uh, we were watching this from 1986. It's uh, NBC 
picture entitled A Masterpiece of Murder, starring, that's right, Bob Hope, everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Hello, Danny. Jonathan. Who? Jonathan Heyer. Remember, I used to throw a lot of work your way in the old days. Remember? I remember the good old days. How's the gumshoe racket? Sensational. Top of the world. How's the mouthpiece racket? Hell, I'm such a good lawyer, I'm practically retired. Danny, you may not be interested, but I've got a job for you. I'm throwing a big bash for my 65th birthday. Well, happy birthday. Ten more years, you can run for president. (laughs) Stop clowning. There'll be a lot of important people here wearing a lot of jewelry, and I need someone to take charge of security. You think you can handle it? Make a thousand bucks for the weekend? I usually spend weekends at my country place, but maybe I can make an exception. That's right. From 1986, it's a masterpiece of murder starring Bob Hope and Don Amici. Oh, I uh, love Don Amici. Rob, Bob Hope plays a retired gumshoe who has to team up with a jewel thief to stop a string of art thefts. Uh, your classic odd couple meets 48 hours meets buddy cop comedy something something something. Uh... Uh, Mark, the road, the road to right. It's a road. Yeah, to it's movie. a it's, it's a road be. road to Morocco. It's a road to wherever. Uh, so yes, even though Bing Crosby died ten years prior to this, this is Bob <laughs> Hope's. This is Bob Hope's only TV movie, and best of all, Mark, the transfer we have contains the original commercials. Oh, I love it! I love it. A masterpiece of murder for next time. Which I uh, also picked it because uh, it's basically Isil Kilia, right? Isil, I hope so. Isil Kilia? Isil Kilia? Isil Kilia. Kilia. Well, that's for next time. If you'd like to listen to past episodes, and who wouldn't, go to soundcloud.com forward slash TV Movie Night Podcast. You can also go to facebook.com forward slash TV Movie Night. You can follow and subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave a review there. It would very much help us out. You can subscribe to us on Spotify and get all new instant uh, classic episodes directly to your smartphones. And you can also listen to us on Stitcher. Stitcher. Stitcher, which allows you to stream podcasts directly to your smartphone. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at tvmovienightpodcast at gmail.com. All that information and more. SoundCloud.com forward slash TV Movie Night Podcast. Mark, is there any? Andrew, uh, I want to get your notes yeah. on uh, on an idea that I had for a movie. Okay. Uh, a child is left home by himself. I see. And um, he's very young, and he's he's in his house by himself. And some people try to break into the house, mm-hmm. and he has to keep he has to repel them. He has yes. To repel them, and um, I think that. It's going to sound a little crazy, but I think for the lead role, I'm a big fan of Succession, as you know. Yes. So I think I want um, Kieran Culkin. Yes. To play the lead role. Does this sound does yeah. this sound like interesting? Is there? A, I mean, my, my only question. It sounds interesting, but my only question is: Is there a way that like we could focus on like? 
like like legs of some kinds maybe the the bad guy's legs or maybe maybe the the kid is like building something that has legs we can really dig into that what if there's a okay all right let me meet you part way okay. what if there's a cardboard standee Ooh. of just legs <gasps> all right now now we've got something 